Today's episode of Times Ours is brought to you by Central Bank. Strong Roots, Endless Possibilities isn't just a statement. It's Central Bank's past and future. It's their successes and their challenges. It's more than 110 years of service that spans across 140 plus locations. Strong Roots, Endless Possibilities means they are here for you. Learn more at centralbank.net. Member FDIC. We got coordinators, and we got press conferences, and we've got Patrick Mahomes, and we've got a Rooney Rule update. You'd think that eventually we would run out of ways to talk about the Kansas City Chiefs on a weekly basis here on Times R's on The Athletic. You would be wrong if you think that. And you would also be wrong if you think that we're going to start with any of those things. (laughs) Because Seth named a duck after me, and I've got questions. I was gonna, I was gonna name it Briscoe with an E, but I thought that would just be that'd be crossing a line. I gotta tell you, I I saw that and I thought, I wonder if they considered it, and it it would have made me, it would, I wouldn't, it wouldn't have made me big mad, but it would have made me little mad. I would have, I would have, you know, like, hey, listen, name your animals after me, please, everyone, name your animals after me, but but just just spell it right, you know, just spell. It, that's all I ask. So this this was only sort of my idea, just on a side note. <laughs> um, so I, if, if, if you don't follow me on Twitter, I, I mean, if you should, cause Hey, you're I'm an nice idiot. Guy. Yeah. You're a um, fool. <laughs> but I, I, uh, I, I have ducks now and a couple of them, like they're like this mutated kind of duck that has like a big <laughs> head of hair, like just a big old head yeah. of hair on them. Yeah. And one of the ducks looks like Albert Einstein a little bit, like just yeah. insane. With his yeah. hair. And the other one just has a fabulous haircut. Just, <laughs> I mean, it just, it looks intentional. Like it's brushed to the side. It's so crazy. Well, I took a picture of the duck. <laughs> and I looked at the duck and I just lost my mind laughing. And I pointed at the, the camera at Jazz. And I said, honey, who is that? She goes, oh my gosh, it's Josh. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, go, go, go to Seth's Real uh, MN Twitter account fan, if you have if not, not seen following this. Seth already. Uh, I, 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 it's, I, I, I got to admit, I did add the... Uh, the flowers for a Hawaiian shirt look and a gold chain. That that was not on the duck naturally. I didn't know you could do that on Twitter. And I started yeah. tinkering with it. And I just, oh my goodness, the giggles. Yeah, it's remarkable. And look, I'm, I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. I'm 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 proud uh, to, to have this particular duck as my namesake. I, I think yeah. that, uh, I frankly, I think he's pulling it off. Do we know that it's yeah. a he? I don't know if that, I mean, look, at this point, we don't yet. The duck behind him or her is named Kurt right now, but we're going to convert yeah. that to Kurtney if it's a girl. Kurtney um, is not a name. <laughs> well. <laughs> um, we, I almost made a, a – so the duck, if you can't – so, Nate, have you seen the picture? Yeah, yeah. I almost I almost made a horrible joke that probably wouldn't have landed to most people. You guys would have found funny. I'd have oh, been no. like, we named the other duck Nate. <laughs> but then I was like, nope, nope, can't do it. We don't, well, you made we don't it need anyway. to go that far. You we made it anyway. To... You made the same joke, Seth. You, just, you did just say it. You, wow. you, we don't need to go there. I mean, <laughs> Wait. my neck's not that long. Guys, <laughs> no, it's not the look, Nate. Is it not the neck, Seth? Is that what you're saying? It's not. Oh, the come neck? on! Don't make me say it. What are we doing <laughs> here? Don't make Seth, me do this, Seth. Look, I'm an look, N- Seth. Look, I'm an NFL we... owner. I can't tell a difference between these two ducks. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to hire the best duck for the job. You know? Oh my gosh! I just want everybody to know how I, I, how I masterfully uh, just acknowledge the. You know, like I, I don't have a long neck. <laughs> Yeah, just to clarify. <laughs> so anyway, it's been a good it's been a good week. Um, our ducks look yeah. fabulous, and uh, well, one the other one looks crazy. That's one of the reasons I put the shirt and gold chain on him. I wanted it <laughs> yeah. to be really clear that people didn't think I was talking about Spazzy because that duck looks insane. Yeah, Spazzy looks like he's put his beak in a few too many electrical sockets. <laughs> but. But Briscoe the duck is excellent. Um, Nate, I don't. I I feel like this has just been a conversation between Seth and I so far, and I'm just. I'd like to. I'd like to invite you into the podcast. 
Oh, I'm I'm wonderful. I'm I'm doing great. Uh, you know, it's the weather's starting to turn. Like, is it yeah. finally summer? Are we, all, are we like, what are we doing? Um, but yeah, I'm in a Hawaiian shirt right now. I'll tell you that. Yeah, right I'm now, just... Seth, no joke. Uh, fluffy hair, chain, Hawaiian shirt, all <laughs> happening right now. I love I it. Am, uh, I love it. I I'm strapped to my laptop. Honest, obviously, I'm not going outside. I'm I'm just waiting right. for the next Zoom call. Whenever the Chiefs right. tell me. When that Zoom call will be, um, word on the street is, making Andy Reid on Friday. Just to put that out there. Um, so, you know, just doing the thing, you know, clickety-typing, watching film. Uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm I'm doing great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good. I'm glad to hear it. Uh, I mentioned that we do have a handful of Chiefs things that we can talk about. I think we should do it now. Because frankly, guys, I think we've spent the last five minutes, one Mississippi, two Mississippi, ducking around. Hey, we got there. there. We did it. Needed one. Needed one of those. Uh, Seth, thank you for the honor being named after this duck. If at any point you kill it or it dies, please tell me. (laughs) (laughs) That's the downside. (laughs) It really is. It really is. Look, I mean, as long as, look, I don't want to die before the duck does. So, you know, silver linings, right? That'd be a bad sign. Uh, so let's let's talk about uh, some of the things that have happened in the last week. It's so stupid. It's also the duck. I might have to make that my Twitter avatar at some point. Just the duck. Uh, new profile picture. Uh, Nate, you, you mentioned all of the Zoom calls. I have, I have kind of a two-part question here. One of them is very vague and one of them is very specific. One, okay. I'm just curious what, what a couple of the interesting things have been to you from the last week. And two, this is a safe place if you'd like to admit are the Zoom conference calls like just so incredibly convenient that you're kind of you've kind of come full circle on it at this point? I'm gonna be honest. That's kind of where I'm at. Um, to answer the second one, I'm not all the way around on it just because there's always some technical issues like glitching. That's fair. The fact that you may not hear somebody. Um, Eric Bieniemy didn't know where I was in the you know <laughs> yeah. game show squares. He said uh, he said it reminded him of the Brady Bunch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> In the game show squares, who's talking to me? You know, <laughs> um, <laughs> where he could like honestly just see my face. Um, yeah, so like the small bit of news is that yes, the Chiefs have opened up their training facility, uh, practice facility, whatever you want to call it, their complex. It is really just for like the bare minimum of people. Like nobody in the football operations is in the facility. I don't even think if you're rehabbing right now, if you'd be even allowed to go in. Uh, just because the training staff and the doctors aren't even really allowed to be in there. So they're going to try to clean the place as best they can in hopes and preparation that, hey, perhaps a month or two from now, maybe you can have people uh, in workspace in somewhat of close proximity. But, yeah, like we're just going to be doing these Zooms, I would imagine, all the way through most of June, which is kind of when the NFL takes its its slither of a break between like June and Training kept opening up in like uh, mid to late July, so I don't, you know, I don't mind them. Um, the 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 problem is because everybody is on such a structured time, and I get it. You only have so many hours to like at a computer screen before you want to like go crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't get to. We don't get as as a collective media core. We don't get to ask as many questions. So you want to make sure you come correct. You don't want to miss an opportunity. You really want to think things through because if somebody asks a question that I kind of have in mind. I have to go to like, okay, what's the third? What's the what's the second down play on the play sheet of, of right. questions? And then and then you kind of move down, and then they call your name. And you're like, okay, don't screw this up. Uh, and so it's <laughs> it's, it's mic on. It's yeah, it's really Ray's different. Got to get the mic on. Me. Can yeah. you see me? Can you see me? Um, <laughs> is there anything behind me that's too distracting? Right. Uh, so it's it's weird. But I think that the things that we learned. You know, the little tidbits, because that's all we're getting now. We're not getting, like, you know, overwhelming, like, shake up the, you know, you know hold on to your butts, kids. Like, right. this is some news. Um, right. So we're getting <laughs> we're getting tidbits. Usually this is the time of year where I try to, like, flood uh, our subscribers with the idea of, like, here's exactly what I saw from, you know, Clyde Edwards later. Here's exactly what I saw from Willie Gay Jr. Because you can't see that because there are no practices a couple things that jumped out to me. Um, Willie Gay Jr. is apparently going to be a four-core special teams player, which means he'll be kickoff, kickoff return, punt, punt return. Yeah. Um, 
they think that Ladarius Sneed could like kind of sniff his way into like the rotation um, in week one. I mean, that, that's kind of what uh, Steve Spagnuolo alluded to yesterday. Um, there's going to be a true punter competition. I mean, mark your calendars for whenever mm-hmm. you get to training camp, folks. Booming, like, baby. You're going to have to. We have to be able to go to training camp, guys. I need this. Oh, yes. The Tommy Townsend, Tyler Newsome <laughs> punt battle. Hey, everybody be... stop this podcast or keep listening. Get your phone out. Google both of them. Google Tommy Townsend, Tyler Newsome. Look at their look at their yeah. headshots, all right? Yeah. Those men are competing for this job, and it is straight up. Uh, I believe it's, it's sort of um, – I, I can't remember. Hold on. I'm going to have to pull this up. I don't want to botch the this word- joke. The word that you're not gonna associate with either one is corporate. <laughs> so, That's correct. So, that is correct. <laughs> so between all of that, the idea that like you know, and I thought I thought it was a really good question from uh, our good friend, uh, I believe it was Mac Dirk yesterday, who said, "Hey, could could you know in year two you guys kind of." push Tyreek to be more of a traditional receiver. Let's see what he can do, what he can't do from an offensive standpoint. Will you try to do the same thing with Miko Hartman? And Dave Tobe was like, don't you dare take McCall Hartman from his kickoff and right. return duties. <laughs> <laughs> like, if there's anything I have on Andy, please don't yeah. let this happen. Um, from an offensive standpoint, I mean, there's stuff that we can get into a little bit later. But, you know, a lot of it is just like, we just don't know what the offensive line is going to look like. That's the real, I guess... Big question mark is like who's gonna play the guard position. Eric Bieniemy basically said it's up for anyone to win it. Um, and on defense, outside of outside of you know, we think like what I wrote uh, earlier this week was that perhaps the best thing is that Willie Gay takes all of the snaps that were allocated to either Darren Lee early in the year or Reggie Ragland for the majority of the year, and he just plays better than both. <laughs> like that's mm-hmm. like that's the overarching like if we can do this. Get a couple more turnovers, take care of the running game a little bit from a defensive standpoint, you know, as Anthony Hitches sort of proclaimed a week ago. Maybe we could be a top five defense. I don't know if that's true or not, but uh, a lot of what Steve Spagnuolo was saying was, I don't want the guys to get bored on Zoom. Hashtag Steve Spagnuolo is a teacher now. Um, right. Like in third grade, like he just can't can't keep the guys focused uh, much longer. He needs to, like, he was like, we need to be on the field, y'all. Because if I can't, like, if these dudes can't do anything that we're actually putting on the board, um, they they will tune me out. <laughs> he's like, he's like, I feel more and more like a substitute teacher. Uh, but I think those are the overarching, like, themes. It's just, like, the Chiefs defense could be better. There's some little things here and there. But, like, until training camp, all of this is mostly just talk. Yeah. Uh, the thing I would just I just cited my source here is from uh, from our friend Tom Martin, then of of KCTV five now of, uh, Let It Fly Media, who who tweeted a picture of Tyler Newsom uh, from Notre Dame many years ago, and he just called him Patrick Mobile Holmes, and <laughs> that is what he looks like. And you should Google uh, Tyler, Tyler Newsom now. Tyler, I didn't I did not mean to to laugh with such such quickness, but <laughs> it is a accurate portrayal. It's great. He knows. He knows what he looks like. He owns a mirror. I get it. I mean, look, I have a duck now with my hair and uh, fake Hawaiian shirts and a gold chain. I know. I know where I'm coming from. I get it. Uh, Yeah. Of all those stories, Seth, I'll throw I'll throw what Nate just laid out there there for a few minutes to you. Any of those stories, especially uh, enticing to you? You made a noise of the offensive line conversation. Also, just because it happened around so much other stuff. I don't remember if we talked about Laurent Duvernay Tardif restructuring his contract, but like. He's definitely still here this year yep. and, and getting paid a, a very nice chunk of change still. Um, so of, of any of those storylines, was that the one that was jumping out to you the most, Seth? Um, the offensive line stuff is is definitely interesting. Uh, the, the guard position because, let, I'm sorry, but like LDT's quote-unquote restructuring, like that was the rarely seen pay cut, y'all. That mm-hmm. was... That was that was, that was probably a tough conversation at some point. Mm-hmm. Like a look, man, you can do this or not do this. And he chose to do it. So I'll I'll let you pick, you know, what the or else's might have been there. 
Um, just an interesting do we, do side we know, note. I'm sorry to I'm butting in. Do we know now if if it changes anything for Beyond this year for either of you? I don't. Yeah, my my understanding is that much like to a lesser degree with Sammy, um, Laurent, it's been great. This is your prove it year, basically mm-hmm. to the rest of the league because um, they have kind of a surplus behind him. And he will have the option of becoming a free agent after the 2020 season. And I I think the Chiefs will highly encourage him to do that unless he plays, like, out of his mind. Mm-hmm. Yes. I, I would agree with that. His, his contract's relatively expensive. With the way the Chiefs are setting things up, at least for the next couple of years, I think. Although we, we got to have a conversation about them grabbing a tackle in the third round who really could have been a first rounder. But that's a whole other ball of wax. Um, they, they're willing to invest in the tackles, and they should, right? Because, like, mm-hmm. we saw the Super Bowl. Imagine if it were like that every week. That's what it would be like if they had bad tackles. <laughs> um, well, no, not Mitch Schwartz. He was still awesome. God, he's so good at football, guys. <laughs> every now and then I think of how good. I hope I ever in my life should find we... love like like Seth has for Mitch Schwartz, yeah. man. It's well, just so I, pure. My, my thought process about... is, it, is, like, shouldn't we just put Mitchell Schwartz as, like, a skill position player now? I mean, that's basically yeah. what he is. Yeah, he's 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 right up there in importance on offense because Andy Reid every snap against everyone. It's like, oh man, yeah, they're gonna be lining up Ingram and and Joey Bosa and what? Well, Mitch, what I'm gonna have you do is get no help whatsoever, and I'm gonna call like a seven step drop right in your direction, <laughs> and I we're not gonna slide protection your way. Don't be stupid, Mitch. You got this, and he does. It's hilarious. Um, do you want to play that game great- really quick? Of uh, sorry, Seth, you've almost finished this point eight times. I'm I'm playing a game now. Can you finish your point? Finish your point that we're playing a game. I was just gonna say the the one of the great things about Mitch Schwartz, and just on a side note, guys, there's a fun oh, God, side feud going on on Twitter right now. They're, they're, I'm just saying, Patrick Mahomes and Chris Jones and Colin Sanders and uh, Saunders and Juan Thornhill are all talking trash to each other on Twitter about basketball right now, and it's amazing. Anyway, um. The thing about Schwartz, what's fun with him, is no matter the the quality of competition, he might completely just shut guys down, but it always kind of looks the same. Like, it just doesn't matter who it is. Like, against the Titans, which Jeff Schwartz gave some really great points on, on Mitch against them, he was just like, it wasn't even like... Like, he's like, he was probably bored out there. Like, he's just like, guys, <laughs> come on. What are we doing here? Like, come on. Just swatting the hand away. It's like it's like I'm fighting my, my little brother. And, like, and so, although with that family, I'm assuming if he had a little brother, he'd be massive. So, who knows? Um, but even against, like, Vaughn Miller, it looks exactly the same. It's just mm. always the same. And, like, Vaughn will beat him every now and then. You know, Khalil Mack will beat him every now and then. But at this point, you've got teams that do, like, what the Niners did. They didn't send Nick Bosa at mid-shorts once. Yeah. <laughs> like they It's kind of shut-down corner energy. It's kind of it like, hey, Nick- nah, don't go over there. <laughs> Nick Bosa's defensive coordinator didn't want the smoke. That's incredible because yeah. Bosa is a beast. Yeah. And I it's just it's worth celebrating. Plus, you know, anyone named Mitch, you know. I'm just I'm just right. a big fan of Mitch's in general. <laughs> I can't believe you didn't name one of those ducks Mitch. Right. I, I know it was a lost opportunity, but he's happy in Buffalo now, so I'm sure he's good. The duck? You sent the duck to Buffalo? We all know <laughs> you I'm know talking what? about my former large adult son, Mitch Morse, Josh. I don't oh. know why you'd have to make me bring it up. I'm sorry. It just, I started thinking about ducks and buffalo, and then I thought of Josh Allen throwing footballs, and it all just it all came full circle. <laughs> oh no! Oh, oh no! Danielle, and there's there's the segment. There's no, the clip. Don't tweet that. Gets that. tweeted. Don't. That gets all oh, tweet about the ducks earlier. Oh god! No, no, they're gonna they're gonna break a table over me. It's gonna it's gonna be horrible. Tables are gonna be jumping off of vans on top of me. Man, I don't want that. Bill's Bill's Mafia is going to show up at your door with Troy Aikman and Peter King, and they are going to throw you a beatdown. Uh, the mayor of Kansas City dunked on me on Twitter this week. A little bit. It wasn't a, it wasn't a full dunk, but he definitely got a layup. He dunks yeah. on a lot of people on Twitter. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't a full dunk, but he he got a he had a he had a crisp mid range that he that he hit. Yeah, you know, Quentin does care about sports. I, I do know this. Quentin he does. Lucas is yeah, very involved. Yeah. So anyway, the mayor pulled up on me on Twitter. And we're searching Twitter. 
So it, uh, <laughs> I made a joke about getting meth after moving to Missouri, and someone tagged him because my Twitter followers are snitches. Um, that's really what it is. I got a bunch of snitches on my Twitter following. But okay, can we play the game I wanted to play? Like this is a fun game. <laughs> Seth found the tweet. Good job, Seth. Thank yes. you. Yes, glad you're fun. You guys, you guys want to play a game? Yeah. I think I played this Always. game on the radio show at one point because I think it was a Sammy Watkins-based conversation. But do you want to go like most important players on the offense? Can't draft coaches. Um, oh, dude, actually, do you guys want to do it as a draft? Do you guys want to really You want to really flip this on its head and do a little snake draft and you can't take Mahomes? We're going most valuable players not named Patrick Mahomes, the little snake draft. And, and, we're, and we're not doing coaches, right? No coaches, no Mahomes. Okay. Uh, so who's, let's go. Who's got the we'll first go, pick? We'll go snake draft, and I don't know um, how do we how do we, Danielle think of a number between I don't I don't know <laughs> Danielle will you think of a number please sure between <laughs> one, one and one in ten yeah. one in ten okay all right uh, I'll say I'm gonna say five I'll say nine seven it was seven ah. okay so well we Nate nice yeah we'll do another okay. one okay another number okay. Between between one and five? Uh, sure. Got it. Nate, you go first this time. Uh, I'll do three. Four. It was two. Oh. Damn it. Okay. Seth, Nate, me, we're drafting most important players. On the, we go, th- what, three rounds, you think? Four rounds? We'll go four rounds. We can, yeah, we can do four Hey, I'll, I'll get Ricky Ricky Seals-Jones if I have to. <laughs> I'll, I'll take him. He's, he's, he's higher on the board than you think. <laughs> uh, Seth, yeah, who's, I'm, like, I'm sitting one? here writing down players that I can remember, and I just wrote down Pringles, so I think I've got enough guys. <laughs> <laughs> let's do four rounds we'll go, get, we'll go through two full ones that way two, okay. two full rotations Seth who's your first pick okay I do need to clarify one thing and, and I apologize I'm sorry I'm taking this way too seriously but I'm competitive it's okay. is okay. this for one year or for building a team I'm gonna say it's one year and we all have Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes as our head yeah, coach and yeah. quarterback right, so like projecting towards the upcoming season e- okay. sure yes sure. Yeah. yes Yes. Okay. And not necessarily oh, projection. Oh. Like, you're building the roster around Mahomes and Reed. Yeah, right. sure. For, yeah. I, I cannot okay. believe what I'm about to do. Uh, Tyreek Hill. Oh, no. Yeah, I think that. Is uh, that I was, why I was, are you surprised? I was going to be like, what? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Travis why, why Kelsey. Do you, why? Yeah, this sucks. It's easy. It's yeah, easy. I, don't like, I don't like where I've ended up here because I was about to make a, I was about to make a point. I was going to try to make a, I was going to make a couple of points. And now I don't like where I've found myself with this third pick. The third, oh, the, the, the yes, turn here sucks. Yes, no, do it. Oh, sad. do it. Not even close. <laughs> Not even close. Are you kidding me? Not even close. Um, I'm just worried check, about what's going to happen. Him? I'm going to worry. I'm going to worry. Got two players. Oh, no. Let's go. No, I'm. I'm just worried about what my receivers are going to look like if I don't take one here. Um. <laughs> running back's not even on my mind so i'm gonna oh, i'm gonna on. go ahead and take oh I'm you said go ahead, it <laughs> i'm gonna go ahead and take uh i was gonna make a i was gonna make a point about where watkins ranked on this but i guess i'm gonna go ahead and go i'm gonna go watkins schwartz as my two picks. I'm not taking okay. this extremely seriously right and, right and now it's nate and then mimi yeah yeah right which I know is weird for you, Seth, because usually it's gonna... all me, me first for you. But <laughs> I am going to take Damian Williams, uh, dual threat. Oh God, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm glad they playoff, took a running back playoff, in the first round. Playoff, da- playoff Damian Williams. I'm glad they took a running back in the first round to replace him. That guy sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Man, um, you know, I, so I get two in a row now, right? Yes. Yeah. Right. All right. Now, so just to tick Josh off. I'm gonna take uh, Clyde Edwards-Helaire first out of the two. Not of them. even the not even the first running back off the board in this exercise. And then Hardman. Yeah, that, that's a good one. Um, I'm going to go and say, <sighs> hmm, it's really a debate between Eric Fisher or Yeah, I'll take Eric Fisher. Like yeah, I don't. Pro here's Bowl the this is the crazy thing. At this point, it's it's not any of the interior guys. No, we've we've got three receivers off the board. You know, four really counting Kelsey. You've taken two running backs already. I I think your next pick is obvious. 
he, he, he said arrogantly. Yeah, no, I also have two picks in a row now, which I'm not loving. Uh, yeah, because we're, we're going to enter the fourth and final round. Yeah. Now, now I'm nervous because of whatever is happening with Seth right now. <laughs> whatever he thinks is so obvious. What do I know? I took a running back. You did. I know. It's it's stunning. We are definitely getting into bad radio territory because I really don't know what I want to do here. Should we all just do one more player with me going last? Josh, Nate, me? No, I, got, I still have to. I got to fill out. I got to fill out another spot. I'm just curious oh, yeah, you what you. Hmm. We are we are drifting into bad radio territory. Nate, I, we really are. Danielle can cut out the, the long pauses. <laughs> just to, I just wriggle. Like, throw Danielle under the bus. Hey, could you go to the middle oh, no. and just cut out the I'm chunks? Just, as I thought. I'm just. I'm just asking. I'm just asking Danielle. I'm just asking Danielle to really cover uh, how bad we are at this. <laughs> I guess I'm gonna take Demarcus Robinson. Nice. Was that your obvious one? Yeah, that was your obvious next choice. In okay. My opinion. Yeah. I yeah. Think I, need a, I need another receiver. It knows the system. I'm gonna take Byron Pringle. Uh, you're not up yet, unfortunately, Nate. I got another pick, but that's okay. I'm not taking Pringle. You're, but you're not. Th- you're not taking him. So I'm just. I'm. I'm already told. <laughs> no, you're right. You're, you're, you're totally right. <laughs> okay. You're, you're totally right. correct. I, but I, I have another pick still, Seth. You hold on. You know what? You know what I'm doing the fourth round. Hmm. Taking Darwin. Nice. And for my. Ooh. And for my. And and for my. Uh, for my little note on the. I'm, I'm. I'm writing these down. I didn't. I might have written his name. I'm just gonna write the little fish with the feet on it. Nice. <laughs> nice. Have you ever seen um, people getting like the? So you know you you've got the Jesus fish and then you got the fish with the feet, yeah. which is evolution. Have you ever seen someone with the uh, the the Jesus fish eating the Darwin fish? I've seen. Oh. Hey, Seth, equality. I've seen it both ways. I've seen both of those. Both oh, have you? People I are have. so funny. I laugh either I way. Either way is awesome. All right. Uh, so I'm up next get, then, right? Yes. Because Nate took Pringle? Yes. Um, So I'm making a choice between a Lucas Niang and Martinez Rankin. Gee, God, uh, what? Really? Yeah, I need a tackle. You know what? Oh, I guess I'm, that's true. That's true. Yeah, I, I, yep. yeah, I did. I did linemen. Receiver, tight end, running back. So, mm-hmm. and I mean, I, I love my receiver group. Um, Ceh, we're gonna throw him the ball a hundred times, yeah, maybe Seth, even two hundred I mean, times. You're gonna um, if we put this on. <laughs> I do think we should put this out as a poll or whatever. And Seth is yeah. going to win, and, and he probably should. He had. The, I, I'm gonna go with the first pick. <laughs> I, I yeah yeah. It wasn't really fair. Although man, I, we'll, we'll talk about this in a minute. I'm gonna go with because I really did like his film before getting hurt. Even though it's college, I'm gonna go with Lucas Niang. Over Martinez Rankin, because I've seen Rankin play guard and he looked solid, but I haven't seen him play tackle. No, that's dumb. That's at the pro level. I I'm wrote going, it down already. I already wrote it I down. I did write it down already, actually. So, yeah, I'm going with Lucas Niang, because I really think the Niang upside. looks like a guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I think he's a starting tackle in the league if he's healthy. Uh, so, all right, so Seth's team is Tyree Killer, Clyde Edwards, O'Leary, McCole, Hartman, Lucas Niang. Nate's team is Travis Kelsey, Damien Williams, Eric Fisher, Byron Pringle. My team is Sammy Watkins, Mitchell Schwartz, Demarcus Robinson, Darwin Thompson. Nice. So the most interesting thing there, right, is Nate taking Damian Williams over Clyde for uh, for one year. Well, you want to talk me through that one, for, Nate? Yeah, I, I, yeah. Well, that's I that think was it's interesting. My, that, and by the way, not horrible. I'm not. This is not me sarcastically asking. What no, I'm no, no. genuinely. I want to hear your yeah. case because I think you've got yeah. one. Because you said once you said for one year with what I already yeah. know. Mm-hmm. Um, in the biggest games, that's when Damian Williams has, you know, played his best. And uh, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna say my my case is the Super Bowl tape. Just turn the Super Bowl mm-hmm. tape on. Mm-hmm. He makes one bad play all game, and that's when he sort of loses the ball in the red zone on a wheel route uh, that could have been mm-hmm. another touchdown. But outside of that, mm-hmm. like Damian Williams was incredible, uh, particularly yeah. in the comeback against. Houston, which kind of gets lost in things, but if he's healthy, yep. he's really good. Whereas if you're saying that that was that was the interesting point about Seth's question was like, okay, and we're are we doing this just for one year with what we know as of right now, or are we trying to sort of build a roster for multiple years? Because that's where the 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 sort of the advantage swings to Clyde Edwards, Hilaire. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Right. You know, the reason I actually asked that question was I was trying to decide between Hill and Kelsey, and I still went with Hill, which maybe says something about how awesome Hill was last year. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. When when he was healthy he, as well, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's just he's improved every year, and I don't think he's done. I think that dude is hungry. Like he he I don't know, man. I when I'm basing this in part on him doing workouts that would literally kill me if I tried them. <laughs> Um, like, what is this reverse sit-up quad thing? What is that? <laughs> like, how? Well, anyway, I, I just, Hill, like, it's been fun. And I think we talked about this last week, maybe, with, like, national people are starting to analyze him a little more. And they're realizing, like, he's awesome. Like, yeah. top five receiver. And I, Kelsey is, I think, the best tight end in the league. So it was mm-hmm. between those two. Would Josh, would you have taken one of those two first as well? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I would have, and I think I would have gone Hill first. I think, I think the only, I, I mean, this is, I know this is on brand, but I would have taken Hardman over either of the running backs, and mm-hmm. you know which you guys ended up doing right afterwards, and and I would have taken Fisher over both of the running backs, and I think that's probably the only difference on my board there. Yeah, mm-hmm. and 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 one thought too I had is. The case for Heel being number one is pretty clear, like blazing speed. The defense has to yeah. sort of shift to him. He can do so many things even without the ball that, that gives guys opportunities, particularly in Reed's offense, since we know we have coach and quarterback yep. still intact. Yep, uh, I, the think, case, I think that's a huge part too. Yeah, the small case for Travis Kelsey is just consistency mm-hmm. and four years of doing something no tight end has ever done, which made it yep. relatively yeah. easy for me at the second pick. Yeah. Yeah. Kelsey's so great. Like I'm still, I I could be talked very easily into Kelsey, um, especially if it's just one year as opposed to the next five. But I mean, Hill is just that good. And actually, if you were to start me on a neutral team, like I don't know the coach and quarterback, I'd probably go with Kelsey. I think I would too, honestly, Mm -hmm. for one year. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And even for two or three, because I think an average quarterback um, or even a good one, but not a great one, whose strengths aren't aren't uh, Mahomes' particular strengths, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I think I think Kelsey's importance... Like, let's say if you have, like, say, like, Tom Brady's skill set instead of Mahomes's, I think you go with Kelsey. Yeah. Um, whereas Hill is so unique. I'm actually... I'm really thrilled that I got Hill and Hardman. Because yeah, Hardman, honestly. I think, is... I'm angry. If he gets a chance to... <laughs> I'm angry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm angry. I said I'm pissed. I'm angry. I considered Hardman my litter, my third pick. My 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 third and fourth pick there was, was between Watkins and Hardman and Schwartz. And yeah. I'm, I, I took Watkins for one year, but I don't... I. This didn't end up being the game I really wanted to play, which was ranking guys in terms of importance to the Chiefs. We ended up drafting our own teams with the same like layout as far as pass catchers, alignment, and running back, and everything, which I do think is <laughs> yeah. fun. Um, but I do, but I think that if we were going to go in in like in positional, if we're going to go player importance, and and we weren't going to do it by like oh, I need a receiver here or whatever, I think those results would be different, and we can do that another time. That's fine. Uh, you know what? You know what I think we just did there, though, my friends. You know, what I think we just did in that draft. What's that? I think we handled our business. <laughs> if you were to guess, if you were to guess, my friends, on average, how many days people in the U.S. have to wait to see a doctor? What would you say? Can I get a couple of numbers? Can I get some numbers? How long do you think people in the U.S. might wait to see a doctor? I'm only waiting one day, Josh. I, a day? A day, Seth? What do you think? You got a number in mind? Um, For for the sake of what we're currently doing, I'm going to say at least three weeks. Uh a week, a day, sure. actually, on average, people have to wait around 29 days to see a doctor in major U.S. What? cities. That's a month. That's basically a month. And so if you're dealing with a condition like erectile dysfunction, you want treatment ASAP because here in this podcast, what do we do, Nate? We must handle business. You must handle your business. What if I did the whole the whole read like this, right in this face? Is this good? <laughs> I feel like it's better from just loud. That's why our friends at Roman have spent years building a digital platform that can connect you with a doctor licensed in your state, all from the comfort of your home. 
Roman makes it convenient to get the treatment you need on your schedule. And so right now, grab your phone, grab your computer, complete a free online visit, and you will hear back from a U.S. licensed physician in a Nate Taylor-approved 24 hours. Then if the doctor decides that treatment is right for you, Roman's Pharmacy can ship your medication to you with free two-day shipping. I love free two-day shipping in all contexts. You can also get unlimited free follow-ups with your doctor Anytime you have questions or want to adjust your treatment plan. With Roman, there are no commitments and you can cancel anytime. So if you're struggling with ED, go to GetRoman.com slash time for a free online visit and free two-day shipping. That's GetRoman.com slash time for a free online visit and free two-day shipping. We're done not handling our business. We're leaving that in the before times, okay? Now in this new, this brave new world that we're mm-hmm. all living in, this mm-hmm. is the world where we handle our business no more questions guys to look if we had to zoom this up for you all right now put it on the webex screen web triple x the way this is going look exactly (laughs) um look you know for the you know for our veterans that are returning Mm. by Mm. way of marriage uh Mm. we know that handling business needs to be a top priority now we've invited you i'm not sure what the sentence means but I'm, i'm i'm following you there we, we've invited some new people into rookie camp with the idea that, <laughs> look, the season's going to happen, okay? The country's going to open up. You don't want to be out there week one with business not being able to be handled because I, you were not prepared say, when the season you opened. Be out there, you don't want to be out there week one with your pants down, but actually maybe you do. Maybe you do. And, well, if your pants maybe, are going to be down. Maybe your pants are going to be up. You don't want that. <laughs> if your pants are going to be down. Look, if, we, if we're if we counting on you for your pants to be yep. down come week one, yep. we, look, yep. look we, need, we need everyone to focus and understand <laughs> the importance of handling business. Romans got a great playbook. They understand what we're looking for, what the, what the obstacles will be. When 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 America is back on schedule, so this is just a warning, young fellas, and perhaps ladies who are mutually involved with young men who are rookies. The veterans know what they need to do because they've obviously reached veteran status, and we would like to join you all in improving your lives come the twenty twenty season. I have nothing to add to any of this because that. Although I gotta say, Nate, you paused when you said focus. You paused for approximately <laughs> one second to twenty years, right there, and it was it was fantastic. I was but focused. Yes, rookies handle your business. Us vets, I, I won't say we'll show you how it's done because that would be inappropriate, maybe illegal. <laughs> but take our advice. You, there's no there's no slideshow presentation coming up uh, there. <laughs> there's not. There is not those those film those film rooms are very different. Those film reviews are not happening on the athletic. Thank I'd like God. Like to draw I'm your heaven. attention to Figure One. <laughs> no, oh, no. Uh, oh. GetRoman.com/time. If you go to GetRoman.com/time right now, this ad immediately ends. <laughs> Someone did it. All right, we're good. We can move on now. Oh man. All right. Well. Uh, speaking of veterans and rookies and handling a specific type of business, you mentioned that there's a punter battle. Nate, we'll get to we'll yeah. talk about other stuff in a second. But I, I just got led up right to that one. Uh, we've talked about the hair, talked about that, everything. I know Dave Tope talked about it, and I just I think it's like at least a little bit interesting because it's it's legitimately a situation the Chiefs have not been in in 15 years. Right, and the thing too that makes this competition even more intriguing. Whenever we do get on the field at some point, neither one of these dudes have punted in an NFL football game. So yeah, um, this is going to be quite the challenge for for Dave Tope because he sort of explained to us that like he's watching. The punters, uh, you know, kick, you know, kind of an open area. I'm assuming at like a high school field, like, you know, d- doing your your job in terms of staying active and working on your technique and having somebody video you from a distance so that you can send it to Tobe to review it. But when, you know, when when there's actually 22 people on the field, um, it'll be interesting to see, like, how many preseason games the Chiefs get to sort of evaluate uh, Tyler or Tommy 
And the idea, too, is not only are you replacing a legend, which, again, don't usually say in an NFL locker room, mm-hmm. hey, you're replacing the legendary punter. But that's mm-hmm. the case with the understanding, too, that, all right, um, you don't want to have mistakes. You hope Patrick Mahomes in the offense keeps the punter off the field as much as possible. But I don't know really who has a lead or an advantage just because both guys are relatively young. They, again, they have not played an NFL game, and we're going to get to see – in a new way, how good of a coach Dave Tobey is because of the circumstances and the new players that he really has not built a rapport with. I think that's going to be something fun to keep an eye on. Like, like Seth said earlier, we got to get the St. Joe for that. I got to have that in my life. I mean, um, who's ready to track? Was that a 45-yard punt or was <laughs> oh, was that 52? What, what do you have? What do you have? I have I have 45. Did you count all the yard markers? God, why don't they just make this easy and put a damn jumbotron in front of the screen? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> this this is a complete left turn, but there's just a few things I want to kind of rapid fire get through before I ran out of show tonight, um, or this morning, or this afternoon, depending on when you're listening to yeah. this. Uh, Seth, you wrote about Patrick Mahomes being good and people are mad at you. Go. <laughs> you know, just go off. I, Floor's I yours. I'm not going to talk for five minutes. I don't understand what I or Patrick and or Patrick Mahomes have to do here. <laughs> Like, is it something I'm doing wrong or is it something Patrick's doing wrong? Because I swear to God, I will find a way to get in touch with him and be like, dude, I need you to do this because somehow <laughs> it's not enough. And I, I just so, OK, I wrote an article about uh, it's up on The Athletic. Uh, Theathletic.com. You go to theathletic.com slash times are for 40 percent off your first year. And it focuses on the fact that Mahomes was actually better in 2019 than he was in 2018. Um, I discuss a little bit then what he's better about. Well, not a little yeah. bit. There's like 1,500 words there. What he's gotten better <laughs> at. It's 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 mostly mental acuity stuff, and I would describe it, but I think you should probably just go read it because they, there's stuff there that's kind of hard to describe in terms of things like sight adjustments and, and understanding how to manipulate the defense properly in order to take the safe five to seven yard gain. And it just, you got to see the video clips and stuff. But he's, he's a smarter quarterback now. Mm-hmm. He's throwing to the open man who's immediately open because he's making the correct read of the defense pre snap more often and all that stuff. And a lot of people seem to appreciate that. Almost as a throwaway, at the beginning of the article, I was just like, you know, Patrick Mahomes has had the best start to anyone in NFL history. Which did not seem like I don't feel like this is a controversial take at this point. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. There, uh, Seth, hasn't there been like seven to eight quarterbacks who start their first rookie, you know, their first true season as a starter throwing fifty touchdowns? I'm sure that's happened. Like, there's, there's got to be like ten guys constantly. Did you hear that Dan Marino in his second year as a starter did it and then never did it again? Ugh. Well, Marino oh. also. I'm not a huge. I'm not. You know, I'm not a huge uh, Dolphins historian, but I'm pretty sure Marino was MVP first year and then won the Super Bowl in his second year. I think I can't remember any reason that yeah. it wouldn't have been true. And, and, I, and I, Super Bowl MVP. I mean, let's not forget. That's that right. Either. Yep. Thank you. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I great just point. here's so what I did was I took I just made a little chart just to show how great Mahomes has been. So I did yards per game. How dare game. you? Yeah, I know interception percentage. And adjusted net yards per attempt, which, if you're not familiar with that stat, it, it accounts for uh, sacks, which are mostly a quarterback stat. Not all, but mostly. As well as interceptions, not just yards and attempts and completions and stuff. It, it counts touchdowns as well. So it's a more of a complete stat. And then I compared that to the entire careers of Dan Marino, Peyton Manning, Drew Brees, Brett Favre, and Aaron Rodgers. And I did that to demonstrate that these are probably, I don't think anyone would argue, at least everyone but Favre, maybe, that they're the best statistical quarterbacks in history, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe, mm-hmm. you know, if you want to debate about who the GOAT is, Brady probably wins that for sure because of rings, but statistically, he's not one of the best in history. And so I, I tried to draw people's attention to that and say, look at this, like Patrick Mahomes throws for more yards per game. He throws for more touchdowns. Per, and none of this is even close, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, throws for not, way it's more not adjusted. actually controversial. Yeah, it's not even close. Way more adjusted net yards per attempt. The only thing that he doesn't beat all these guys at is interception percentage. And only Aaron Rodgers is better than, yes, Patrick Mahomes, the gunslinger, who won't get away with this at the NFL level, has a lower interception percentage than Dan Marino, Peyton Manning, Drew Brees, and Brett, and Brett Favre did on their entire career. The Favre part probably won't shock people. But <laughs> Drew Brees as well. Drew Brees is a 2.3% interception percentage throughout his career. Mahomes is 1.6, which is awesome, by the way. And that's another thing I wrote about the 
fact that he's throwing fewer interceptable passes, which is why, remember everyone wrote last year after 2018, you know, Mahomes got pretty lucky with, uh, he got pretty lucky with some drop interceptions. That number's going to go up. It actually went from 2.1% to 1%. So there you go. And, and people got mad at me because it's not fair. It's not fair that I compare just the first two years of Patrick Mahomes to these guys' entire career. It's not fair to them. And people are very, well, look, it's a very small but vocal minority of people that are bothered. So let me just clarify something to people. One of the reasons I did it this way is to point out the absurdity of this because quarterbacks get better after their first two years. Like... Manning's stats, his first two years, were not good. Breeze weren't remotely as good as they've been throughout his career. Same with Rodgers, same with Favre. Like, Mahomes would have just lapped the field three or four times. The only one who whose first two years were better than his career averages was Marino, and Mahomes still had him beat there. I was trying to help these guys and make them at least close. And that's sort of the point here is that no one has been this good and he's only through two years, and quarterbacks get better. They usually peak between years 5 and 10, or maybe 5 through 15 in the modern NFL. And that's incredible. So, people, it's just to show you there's never been anything like this before, ever. Two, two, my, my two points to add to my, to my wonderful colleague here. Um, what Seth just alluded to is basically what I've told um, as many people as I can since the Super Bowl ended, that we have we have not seen Patrick Mahomes' prime, like we haven't we haven't we haven't even entered it, which I've written about here and there, uh, in like you know short burst. Um, and then secondly, going to Seth's uh, article, which again I would encourage you to read, um, the section where you see Mahomes' understanding of pre-snap decisions and adjustments and changing and, oh, 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 they're doing that? Okay, then that means based. And part of this is coaching. Andrew Reed's great. Eric Bietamie's great. Mike Kafka, I'm assuming, doing a great job as quarterback's coach. But, like, watching, especially when he came back from the injury, from about the New England game on, his pre-snap decision-making is stupid good. <laughs> to the point where... <laughs> The Titans were like, but we did that in the first game. And Patrick's like, yeah, none of that matters now. <laughs> and it's like, but <laughs> but we don't have any new players. We don't have any new schemes. Like, there's nothing we could do. And Patrick's just like, yeah, before the play's over, I'm going. Uh, as long as as long as everybody executes, we'll 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 torch you guys, and everybody knows what happens. So um, the pre-stat snuff was what I thought was like really interesting. Where it's just like, wow, just think if he gets to another level with that, with the same amount of skill position players he had a year ago. So Seth, I, my my follow up, I guess, would just be like, why would you do that though? I <laughs> because it's awesome, <laughs> like, and that's what I don't get. This is so much fun to talk about. People need to understand that, barring a cataclysmic event, you are going to be able to tell people that you watched the early years of Patrick Mahomes. These are the people that like. Like, you know, me being 35, I didn't see Jordan's early years, right? Because I was, you know, too young. And, and people talk about it, like, with almost, like, breathless, you know, abandon, right? Mm -hmm. And they still, I mean, they talk about his later years like that, too. But you're getting to see it as it happens. You are watching, if things go the way they're going, you're watching the greatest quarterback to ever play the game. In this first few years. And that's not hyperbole. It's not homerism. It's not. It's right now. It's a fact. No one's ever done anything like this. And the best part of it all is that New England fans are going to fight it and fight it and fight it to the bitter end. Um, and they're just going to say count these rings and it's going to be sublime. So it, it's, it's, it's just great stuff. I love writing about Mahomes. And... Nate, I agree with you. Um, I'm probably going to be looking into writing about areas he can still improve. Um, besides, like, pre-snap reads and stuff, he can still get better with that. Yeah. Like, if you go go watch Manning sometime, like Peyton Manning at his absolute peak, that dude was always throwing to his first read. Like, always. And it's not because he was just insanely lucky. Yeah. It's because it's he would line up. And that's why, I mean, it was so, Omaha, Omaha, rah, durka, durka, rah, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and while he's making these asinine noises, he was learning everything there was to know about your defense. And, yeah. and defenders just had to sit there and watch. Just like, well, 
He knows what I'm doing. And he would always throw to the exact open spot on the field. And that's why he was always throwing his first read because he knew his your defense better than you did. And yeah. Mahomes, I don't know if he'll ever get to that point because Manning was the best we've ever seen at it. But he's getting there. You see more and more often him seeing that open zone and throwing to that first read right out of the gate. And it, it's awesome to watch. I mean, you say that he's, you know, he's off to the start that, that would that would lead him down the path of being the greatest quarterback ever. But I don't think it's totally fair because you haven't gotten a full season of Taysom Hill yet. Like, I feel like once oh he's gotten kind of his full season as a starter in, that that'll probably yeah. change. I mean, but you know, Trevor Trevor Lawrence what, hasn't even entered the league yet, and I've I've already got him in a gold jacket. Yeah, that's, I that's have a friend who I don't think is a listener, he's a Vikings fan, who keeps insisting to me that Trevor Lawrence, he's like, man, Mahomes and Lawrence are going to own this league in five years. And I'm like, okay, maybe. And look, every time I watch Trevor Lawrence, I'm like, whoa, that dude is good. But let's give it a minute. Like, let's see. No, he's already got a gold jacket. No, he's already been reserved. Yeah. Just as a side thought, you know what would be the funniest thing would be if Sean Payton retired when Drew Brees retired after all this Taysom Hill talk. <laughs> that would like if Drew Brees retired after this year, Payton was like, nah, I'm done. I'm good. Hey, I'm good. Hey, 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 Eric, hey, Eric, me. figure that out. Hey, 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 yeah. hey, hey, Eric, <laughs> the Benson family would like to offer you a job because guess what? <laughs> they had to, you know, interview you as like perhaps the second minority candidate. Just, right. just, just throw that out there. I'll take the segue. You want to talk about the Rooney rule? I've, I've literally talked about this for like multiple hours over the last week or so uh, on the radio show. So I I feel like I can only yell at other white people for so long before <laughs> even I eventually, before I eventually get exhausted. So if one of you guys wants to take it up, I'll I'll play I'll play third fiddle on this one. Um, I just I'm just thrilled that the league for a 48 hour news cycle was like. Let's throw out the hand grenade where it says, mm-hmm. if you hire someone of minority uh, complexion, just just give them a better third round pick. That'll smooth things over, right? Because, like, they can't yeah, be. Yeah, that'll do it. I mean, they can't be as competent as a coach as, like, you know, insert any random um, bad NFL coach. Uh, you know, you know, if you hire Eric Bieniemy, he clearly needs a better third round pick than Adam Gase. I'm just going to throw that right. out there. <laughs> <laughs> he clearly needs a better pick. So, uh, if you, oh, you know, Gase is such a good one. Holy, <laughs> I'm sure everyone's aware. Here's, oh, go ahead, go ahead, Sam. <laughs> oh, you know, I just wanted to say because I, I see the direction you're going here, and I think I, it's just it's not great. There, there's there's an inherent problem at the NFL level, and I think it's reflected in what you see in the hiring practices. I don't think mm-hmm. now I tend to give people the benefit of a doubt, maybe even sometimes when they don't deserve it. But I, I think one of the issues is I think people really do believe they're hiring the most competent people. I think it's a second level issue here. It's not that they don't think people who aren't white are competent. It's they don't know a lot of not white people. And I think that's the problem that you're oh, seeing it, here in terms it, of who they're hiring. Yeah. It's it's a nepotism issue. Yep. And and that's yeah. there. There's a deeper issue here because that's why these same guys like so. If you want to take a guy who who was a beneficiary of the nepotism issue, like like Hugh Hugh Jackson, right? Mm-hmm. He kept getting jobs somehow. Mm-hmm. And it, there's an issue here in that they only hire people that they know, and the people they know seem to be predominantly white. And you that's did pick the one black one from that entire enormous <laughs> pool. Just I, I did. I did for the sake of the for the sake of the example. I thought it was important to demonstrate that that people of any color can benefit from the nepotism that I mm-hmm. think is the primary issue. But the fact that the nepotism tends to benefit white guys more than black guys that that's that's demonstrative of a deeper issue there. I mean, yeah. I would think so as the quarter Japanese guy. I'm only a quarter qualified to talk about this, but. Right. That, that 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 seems to me demonstrative of a bigger problem here that like you said Nate you know oh yeah we'll give you a third round pick Jeff Allen tweeted afterwards this is so insulting like oh, he it's was incredible. Like, yeah. it's it's he incredible was mad. I mean that's yeah. the best idea you guys floated out to the general public before you had a vote this week <laughs> yeah Jeez. Yeah. yeah so like the so the other thought is too like okay so they voted that down um that's not going to happen thank God, um, they, they, table, they tabled it, Nate. It'll, it uh, might be there next year. It okay. Usually, when they table things, that means like it's like, on the table. Never see it's the on light. The table. Of, never see the light of day. Anyway, it's dead, it's dead as hell. It's, it's dead. Hopefully. Um. So 
they said no to that. The two things that I thought that were somewhat positive is they expanded the pool to go to sort of cess points. So you have to interview um, for general manager, assistant general manager, coordinators now, head coach. You need to interview uh, two people of color or, you know, non-whiteness um, so that that <laughs> that pool can get a little bit bigger. There's no longer the need to, like, tamper which again, it's like twenty twenty people. What are we doing? <laughs> like, well, I can't. You yeah. know, I can't really call Eric Bieniemy because I got to get permission to talk to Eric Bieniemy for a job that like everybody in the league knows he wants. So you don't have to deal with that anymore. So that'll give more candidates um, the opportunity not only to get head coaching jobs, but to maybe uh, better position themselves for coordinator jobs, which is usually the the jumping off point to become a head coach or the next you know that last step you need to prove. Um, hey, if you can take care of one unit of the whole organization operation maybe you could do the whole organization operation um and then second thing is like this has now gone to a point where the league has tried to expand and create some level of inclusivity and diversity in terms of front offices and not just in football operations but in the actual business uh department of that as well so that there's a more Mm -hmm. inclusive uh just more thoughts and ideas so that you know it isn't a bunch of Hate to admit it, a bunch of old white men, they're like, what if we gave each other better third-round picks? Um, right. <laughs> so, so that's where I'll leave it. Um, it may help Eric Enemy, It may not. I mean, the rule, you know, everybody knows that rules are helpful to try to present some order, but there are ways to skirt around any rule um, that currently, you know, exists pertaining to this. So, hey, you may interview two minority candidates, but you might already have someone in mind when you fire uh, your previous coach. I mean, we'll, we'll see where it goes, but um, Eric Bieniemy did a masterful jiu-jitsu of saying, I'm yes, just did. glad I have a job from Clark Hunt, who I know yeah. is not racist and is not um, <laughs> <laughs> is not demonstratively worse when it comes to like hiring people of color. Um, right. But hey, I don't want to mess any of my opportunities up moving forward. Yep. Okay, That's, I got a couple very quick. Yeah. I, got, I got like a quick rat-a-tat-tat. So, one, uh, to the point of, like, having somebody in mind, Jerry Jones could have been talking to 10 black coaches at the same time at an enormous <laughs> conference room table, and and Mike McCarthy could have wandered in wearing a Cowboys bl- emblazoned robe, like, after, just the next morning after he's spending the night there. Oh, I'm sorry, were you doing the, you're doing all the, the interviews that aren't me? Oh, that's yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah, hey guys, this won't take you very long. Like, I'll, I'll just, yeah, Jerry, I'll be in the kitchen. I'll be eating whatever donuts. <laughs> um, so, like, yeah, I mean, the, the Rooney rule got skirted, and this, the, the updated version of it will, too. But but I there are two things that I think are really interesting. One is the the emphasis on interviewing more minority coaches for coordinator jobs mm-hmm. because that mm-hmm. is that is typically the pipeline. And yes. and last year, this is from Ken Belson in the New York Times. I did not look this up myself. Among the thirty two teams last season, there were two African American offensive coordinators and ten defensive coordinators. Uh, that and one of them being Eric Bieniemy, obviously on the offensive side. It's Eric Bieniemy and Byron Leftwich. That is a remarkably low number. That is like like right. a stunningly one, which also pretty well mirrors the fact that there are two majority team owners of color. The, the Jags, uh, Shad Khan is Pakistani mm-hmm. and Pakistani American, and Kim Pagula, she's Asian American, co-owns the Bills. And then there are three black coaches, and also Ron Rivera, who's Hispanic, as far as head coach of the NFL right now. Yep. If you can't look at those numbers and go, "Wow, that seems wild," and also could all of those things be related? You just don't really care to find out. And, and the one other thing mm-hmm. that, that, like, within all of the draft pick stuff, this is this it was based on something that Bomani Jones was talking about. He was on the Libertard show on uh, Friday, I think, and was I, I just found it genuinely super helpful. Um, but, but he got the question of like, Hey, well, do you think that draft pick thing like is insulting or whatever? He's like, no, like, look, white people don't ever apologize for the advantages that they get. And now, now whenever, whenever black people have, uh, advantages baked into them getting hired, now it's unfair. And I thought that was interesting and it was not at all what I had considered. And since then I keep going back to this idea that I've just been sort of poking around at for the last couple of days where it feels like advantages that other people get are unfair, but advantages that you get are just the luck of the draw. And I don't think that we're very, I don't think that we do a very good job of of flipping the perspective on that one. 
just like people in general. I just I just don't think we do a very. I think we're inherently selfish on that topic, and I do think that it's, it's something worth yeah, trying to keep in nature. mind to, to to be. Yeah, I, but I think it's something that's worth trying to keep in mind whenever we're trying to wrestle with the idea of of how to fix a problem that's very that's very clear. The cause becomes more difficult because the cause of the problem is that. It's the, you have 30 white owners and that pretty much trickles down throughout the rest of the, of the system. Pretty, pretty much in that same ratio. I think if I could add something. No, nope, that's uh, so we're out of time. Son of a butt. <laughs> um, the, uh, so something, something to note here is I, I've, I've had people mention to me when, when this gets brought up, it's like, well, you know, when you look at the percentages in terms of the general population, the percentages aren't all that bad. I think what people need to recognize, though, is that um, the the NFL primarily, um, it, it has a significantly higher uh, demographics of, of non-white players than, like, the general population, right? And yeah, through that, you've got a... And, and through that, you've got a higher number of people that should, in theory, have the ability to coach at a high level because they've played at that high level. Now, not everyone who plays should coach, for mm-hmm. sure. But it, there's there's obviously a necessary thing there. You know, I, if you really want to – I mean, I, I talk to guys who have retired from the offensive line play, and they talk to me about things about offensive line that I'm just like, holy cow. Like, it's just unbelievable mm-hmm. how much they know. And so that's the reason why a problem seems pretty apparent. It's not because we're looking to reflect the general demographics. It just seems that for the percentage of people who one would imagine would have an opportunity, in theory, don't seem to. And so is it is it assumptive to say that there's a problem? Maybe, but it's the safest assumption. Yeah. It's the one that's most obvious yeah. based on the evidence. And it's important to think of things that way. And I, I think so often people, you know, they'll say things like, oh, someone's playing the race card or whatever. Well, the reality is if it appears legitimate, don't, don't, don't detract from it just mm-hmm. because it's an issue you don't want to talk about. It's kind of like when we talked about the Kaepernick thing a while back. We, we've got to at least examine whether or not there's an apparent issue and what the best evidence points for. And that this, to me, it points to a clear problem, that there is some sort of trickle-down effect here in terms of who knows who. And it's not just the, the owners in terms of coaches and stuff, because it's not much of a secret that for years it was significantly harder for, for black people to get a coaching job. Because there were assumptions mm-hmm. made. I mean, it, take a look at who played quarterback for years and years yeah. and years and years and years. And now all of a sudden, like the best quarterbacks in the league, um, you know, arguably the three best are not white dudes, right? Mm-hmm. Or maybe the four best. Could be four, and, seriously, and, yeah. And, and that, that should make you realize there really, it really wasn't just that, oh, yeah, well, you know, black guys can't play quarterback. I mean, Warren Moon was freaking slinging it back in the mm-hmm. day. Um, and so that, that should just let you know, there, there's an issue here. And the thing is, guys who are in coaching are generally in their 50s, 60s, 70s. Doesn't mean people that age group are automatically likely to think one thing or another, but they're used to one thing or another. And mm-hmm. so you have an unintentional, not at all, like, I mean, it's not an intentional thing. I would like to think. I, again, I try to give people the benefit of a doubt. And so this is a long road to a short thought, but I think there are people that tend to, when they hear about issues like this, want to close their ears to it immediately because they're tired of hearing stuff. But there certainly appears to be an issue. And I I would say at least the NFL is trying something, but they keep like doing things that it's like, well, guys, maybe that's not it. Yeah. I I don't know. I don't know what the answer would be. I I did think, didn't they say they were also going to open up some, some internships and stuff like on the ground level specifically? The the coaching fellowship will obviously give more opportunities for guys to enter the league at some point so that you have, again, a bigger pool to sort of identify who are the going to be the coaches that are going to obviously keep the game innovative and exciting and well coached as they move up the ranks, just like anybody would. Um, I, I think, you know, the 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 last thing I'll say on this, um, it's 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 pretty specific in a lot of ways, but like, um, owners are like they it, it's hard to get people to change when they've you know reached a level mm-hmm. of success mm-hmm. over decades usually, um, but what the league should hope is that the owners should listen to the commissioner. That is literally part of the commissioner's job is to get owners to listen. And it was at the NFL biggest event at the Super Bowl during the week where Roger Goodell acknowledged to everyone in the world that 
the Rooney rule isn't working and we have to find a way to fix it. And, you know, a white commissioner basically said we need to welcome not just minorities, but they also need to welcome women to a large extent, too, in sort of uh, positions that obviously there was a a storyline there where the 49ers actually had a woman on staff uh, to help coach the team. And so when the commissioner says these things in pretty painstakingly ways where it's just like these are the facts we were worse than we were two decades ago. You can look at all the research, all the statistical data based on population, the, the amount of players we have. The fact that we're not giving a certain section of our coaches the opportunity that they very well may be worth uh, having or pursuing. Um, When the commissioner says that, you hope the owners at least listen to that because the commissioner works for the owners and the owners have to work for the commissioner. So that's where this sort of friction has to make some hay at some point. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, people can be upset and understand that all the issues at play. But when Roger Goodell says we have to fix the Rooney rule, it's up to him to convince the owners and for the owners to actually listen to something that is different than obviously what they sort of proves to have known or were maybe not as aware of when they you know, became owners or how the league has been sort of built for decades. Well, that was a very serious end of this show. I think smart and good and useful, but very serious. So uh, yeah. handle your business, everybody. Yuck, 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 yuck. How about... Hey. Uh, we got jokes. That's it. That's the show. We've it's like we've gone long now. I feel like we were too smart. We should have been smarter earlier and stupider later. We should have ended on the draft. That one's on me. Uh, you know, I gotta. You know, I gotta be better. It comes back to coaching. I gotta. I gotta be better. And you know, I gotta put. I gotta put you guys in positions to succeed. And here, what I've done is I put us in a place to have an awkward ending of the show. I can't edit everything. <laughs> no, you can't. You can't fix. You can't fix bad. You can fix. You can fix like negative space. You know, you can fill that in or cut it. Out. But you can't make me better at any of this. I'm only or human. certainly. Josh. Hey, hey, yeah. I, I don't. I just don't have a long neck. I just want. I just want everybody to understand. <laughs> that. My neck is not long. I still can't tell the difference between those two ducks. <laughs>